what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There's a strong link between sports and medicine. If you're not at the top of your medical game, you can't play well, or you just can't play. Welcome to Bruce the Sports Doc with medical expert Dr. Bruce Grossinger. This program looks at advances and breakthroughs in medicine and how it relates to sports. Plus, you'll receive preventative tips and analysis of sports injuries this week. Now, here's Bruce the Sports Doc. Welcome to the newest edition of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger, and I'm a clinical neurologist in Philadelphia and Delaware, and I'm here with my co-host, analyst Spencer the Wizard. What a wild divisional weekend it was, and we want to get right to it. This is Ray Lewis following the Ravens' double overtime victory against the first seed, Denver Broncos. What's going on, guys? I'm Spencer Grossinger. Um, that that was just Ray Lewis there. What a thrilling football game that was on Saturday. I mean, you look at last week's games. Um, compared to this week, they were wildly mediocre. And um, just this week, we really got a treat. We got three unbelievable football games. I'd say we got two great games, one good game, and one pretty mediocre game. Um, so overall, the divisional weekend was uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, we have tons of um, great stuff to get to. Um, that Right there, that was Ray Lewis after the game. Just such a gut-wrenching performance by Ray and the... Um, the Baltimore Ravens. It could have been Ray's last game, but I believe that this is the team of destiny. You look at Joe Flacco. He's been talked down to his whole career, and he finally stepped up in a big game. And I think people are finally getting the res- he's finally getting the respect that he deserves. Um, the, the Broncos had a chance to close the game out with a minute to go on third and seven. They elected to run the ball. Uh, they punted the ball, and then the Ravens had thirty seconds to go at seventy-five yards. But guess what? One play and they did it so just pretty incredible football that certainly was a game for the ages when you look at the uh, NFL classics you'll certainly see two classy amazing players you'll see Peyton Manning and you'll see Ray Lewis and it looked like both teams deserve to win this game and one of the, one of the best things that was uh, reported after um, and it wasn't, it was just by chance that somebody uh, was in the locker room. Ray Lewis was there, one of the last people to leave. And Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning and his family came in, and he wished Ray Lewis luck. 
And that just shows you what a classy guy Peyton is. And if, if you listen to Peyton's post-game interview, for all of you young athletes out there and old athletes, people like myself, for instance, look at the class that Peyton Manning displayed. It was a bitter defeat, but he was a total gentleman, and you just have to love Peyton Manning. We're sorry after a 13-3 season. It's, it's tragic that he doesn't get a chance to have uh, Manning versus uh, Brady in the AFC Championship. That would have been one for the ages, but certainly the Ravens deserve it. And with Ray Lewis's career basically you know, still playing in one arm, if you look at the brace that Ray is wearing on his toward triceps, um, you know, j- just amazing that he's back playing and that this is his last hurrah. Uh, wonderful game. It went back and forth. Joe Flacco demonstrated that he is the best long thrower in the league with tremendous home run balls. You know, uh, I, I, I believe that it's not really um, tragic, in my opinion, not to see Manning Brady because we've seen it three other times. I also believe that that 13-3 record is pretty deceiving for the Broncos. They really had a cupcake of a schedule. If you look at their um, division, you had the Chargers were the second-best team there, and you also had Kansas City and Oakland on their schedule. I mean, those two teams are dogs, and you're going to go 4-0 versus that stretch. Denver had a nice year. Um, Their D just got torched by Joe Flacco, way too many big plays. I also thought that John Fox really didn't let Peyton Manning win the game. I thought he kept him on too short of a leash. Um, I thought he was acting more as his father than as a football coach. The Broncos had the ball third and seven, and they had an opportunity to win the game and put the dagger in Baltimore and send them home. But instead, they chose to run the football and then rely on their defense holding Joe Flacco and the Ravens. When you're in the playoffs, you got to go and get something. You can't let the other team just scramble on their opportunities. And um, that's really what separates the men from the boys. Also, after the Ravens scored, the, the Broncos still had two timeouts and you still have Peyton Manning. So John Fox, in my opinion, he's really got to let Peyton Manning decide his fate. He's rode Peyton Manning to that point. Let Peyton go out and win the football game. And uh, I, I truly believe, though, that Baltimore's the team of destiny. I really like them. They're an experienced team. They're kind of like the Giants last year. They had a, a kind of an up-and-down regular season, but right now they're playing their best ball. And uh, the pass to Jacoby Jones by Flacco is one of the great passes in uh, postseason history. And the rematch should be very exciting. I think Baltimore has a ton to play for. They were heartbroken last year. They got no sleep over the offseason. And all these offseason workouts for Baltimore, it's just all coming back right now to play New England. So the motivation for both teams is is so high. Even Baltimore's a little bit higher because they were heartbroken last year in Foxborough. Yeah, I look at Baltimore as a very complete team. Uh, they have... Everything it takes to win. Firstly, they have motivation. And when you get this far, you get a team trying to win for Ray Lewis after 17 years. And you you just can't say enough about what kind of leader Ray Lewis is and the way he motivates that defense. And it's just – so you've got a tremendous defensive line. You've got great linebackers, excellent secondary, a a lot of uh, interceptions. They force turnovers. And you go to the offensive side, and it looks like Joe Flacco really got over the hump in this game. You know, he's gotten a lot of criticism in the past for not winning the big one. 
And in this in this case, he had some great throws. You talked about the, the Jacoby Jones pass. There were three log receptions to Torrey Smith, 98 yards total. And he just, you know, it was cold out there, and he laid it right on the rope. So you look at also Ray Rice. You, you look at certain games this season where Ray Rice, you know, broke the long uh, third and 27 or whatever it was. Fourth and 27. And you see him as a gamer. And you look at this team and you say they, they really have everything. I have a couple questions for you. One, I'm going to make a Joe Flacco point. I right now rank Joe Flacco with Matt Schaub and Tony Romo as quarterbacks that cannot get over the hump, cannot win a Super Bowl, and are titled as chokers in the playoffs and can't convert on third down. Um, I do believe, though, that Joe Flacco's skill level – if he puts his heart into it, I believe that he can be just as good as those guys. I believe that he, if he can win a Super Bowl very soon, I would elevate him up to Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning's stature. I know that he has just as much talent as those guys because he throws the best deep ball in the game. I agree with you. I just believe that he has to get mentally tough. Here's my question for you. If he throws four picks next week at New England and they get blown out by 14 or more points, do you think that... First off, I want to I want to hear you. Do you believe that that he will still be um, titled as an elite quarterback? And what do you think the country will will think that he still can't get over the big game? Well, it's a multifaceted question. Uh, let's look at the last game. He went into Denver. The chill factor was below zero, so we watched on TV. We we're real comfortable. But imagine playing and being in there for hours below zero weather, and it throwing a football that's that's more like a hockey puck, and how many how many interceptions did Flacco have in that pressurized game in Mile High Stadium? Frenzied fans, Peyton Manning. You couldn't have a more electric environment. National TV. You, it's just the fact that the guy threw zero interceptions. So the fact is, he threw for over three hundred yards, zero interceptions. I thought he managed the game well. The running game. Yeah, they ran for 155 yards, but it was really Flacco at the end who had to drive them down for that touchdown, that that amazing pass. So, you know, you have to look at a guy's whole body of work. Um, So your question is, let's say they go into New England, they get blown out by the Patriots. Certainly, no disgrace. A lot of good teams have lost in Foxborough. Um, I don't think he's going to throw four interceptions. And I do think they're going to put up a much better showing than the uh, the Texans did. I think they were overmatched, uh, you know, in, in many regards today. So I guess that kind of leads us into the next segment. We've now finished this one segment on Bruce the Spartstock and Spencer the Wizard. Uh, we want to thank Ray Ellis and also Ray Lewis for being our sports director. Jeff Spidard, the president of Voice America, for giving us this platform for which to speak. And everybody, I hope you're locked into Divisional Weekend. We'll be back in three minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done, and Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the next edition of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger, and we're here with Spetch of the Wizard. Got some exciting news for the listeners? Our podcasts are now available on iTunes. So all you have to do is go into your iTunes, most of you have that, and just search Bruce the Sports Doc. You'll be able to see indexed shows, you know, beginning from our inception a few years ago. And you can even select certain shows that you might want to hear or certain topics in sports medicine. Again, all you got to do is download it. We're not going to charge you anything for it. And as we head into the second segment, we want to thank our sports director, Ray Lewis, as well as Jeff Spinard, president of the network at Voice America. It's time to go to Foxborough. And the final score is actually not as close as the game was. Essentially, New England Patriots roll over the Houston Texans 41-28. to Here to break it down is our... Sports analyst Spencer Grossinger. Well, in this game, the Patriots really showed why they deserve to be the number one seed. Tom Brady was out here just throwing dimes all over the field. He hit Wes Welker a lot today. Um, and it, it, and they just run such an up-tempo offense. It's tough for Houston and really any defense to really contain this offense because Tom Brady just knows every coverage that the defense is going to be throwing at him. 
when he sees the defenses on their heels after a big pass completion, he rushes up to the line to get quick and quick runs off. Um, I just really love the change of pace by this Patriots offense. They don't let the defense get set. The offensive line protected Brady really well. And the Texans kind of played a little bit of a soft zone, I believe. Like the wide receivers today, they tried to limit the big play a lot in the game. But really, they left the underneath routes wide open for for um, Tom Brady. And then you look at the Texans. They had a huge play on the first um, play of the game, the kick return. But then they could not convert the touchdown there at the beginning of the game. That was pretty huge. When you when you get that big of a return down to the ten yard line, you got to convert seven points each and every time. I thought that the Texans responded really well at the end of the half when it was seventeen to thirteen. And I thought that the Texans had some momentum and a pretty decent shot at um, at competing in the second half. But then the Patriots' offense turned the switch on, and then um, Brady drove down that field, and he's just a very motivated dude right now. He hasn't run a Super Bowl in seven years, which is unbelievable. He's won MVPs, gone to the Super Bowl, and has been very close to winning in those Super Bowls. But he his motivation's at an all-time high, and he went out and scored on the first two possessions of the second half half and it's tough for any offense to really keep pace with New England especially when Houston's kind of a grounded pound football team that is not used to playing from behind yeah I agree Uh, there were times you know Houston started off the game they were keeping it close but it just looked like Tom Brady was in charge Belichick always seems to call the right play there was a former player who played with Belichick who said it's amazing you know, a guy played for a lot of coaches. He said, when Belichick makes a call, it always works. So you look at him, and you got to really put him at the top of the coaches. And you look at the losses in the Super Bowl. Certainly, uh, we have, you know, you're a huge Giants fan, and, and they were really Cinderella victories. But both of those games uh, the, that we both attended, um, you know, you, you look at the Tyree play, that's kind of a miracle. And you look at the Manningham, the pass of the catch, without those two dramatic plays, it's unclear that the Patriots would have lost. And it just seems that they're out to prove something, that for a team that could be a dynasty, they, they've certainly been snake bit. And it looks like next week it's going to be, you know, obviously Ravens and Patriots at home in New England. And there's every reason to believe that Belichick is going to prepare as usual. So this was a game that was very methodical. The defense, uh, Vince Warfolk, you know, huge guy, really came up big, with a lot of tackles, and the whole team, you know, played well. I thought the one one defining moment was Matt Schaub throwing a uh, bad interception. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, looking at that again and again, you wonder how an NFL quarterback could see what he was seeing. Basically, number 50 is right in front of him and threw it right right into coverage, right for an interception. So that was certainly one of the turning points in the game. Yeah, um, I, I agree with all the statements you said about New England coming in there. And it was a really tough game for Houston to go um, to Foxborough and play. And in the Super Bowls, when the Giants beat the Patriots, the Patriots had a great chance of winning both games. The Giants happened to have the ball last and convert last. But in both games, you can't say that the Giants had miracle comebacks because they were within striking distance the whole game, and it was always like a one-possession ball game. So um, those games were sort of toss-ups. Maybe the game in Arizona with Tyree 
was a little bit more of a miraculous ending. Yeah, I'll even admit it. It was pretty incredible ending, and you know, in the Super Bowls. But New England, they just always have my respect. Always prepare, and just Tom Brady, just so much confidence in that guy. Um, he really delivers almost every time. He's one of the best of all time. So let's talk about this dude out of Nevada who's in his second year, who replaced Alex Smith, and who came in to yesterday's ball game for his first NFL playoff game. And this guy's just like numb the pressure. He just goes and rushes for, let's just say, 175 yards, most as a quarterback in all time. That's right, in all time. And he froze dimes, froze for 275, accounts for four touchdowns. It's like he's playing like a Mountain West opponent um, at Nevada. I mean, this guy just came out there um, on the big stage and just lit it up like it was nothing. Colin Kaepernick, just a pretty unbelievable performance to say the least. The dude was numb to pressure. He really doesn't have any... I don't know what the word is, but when you're a rookie, sometimes you think, oh, I'm just going to try to um, play decent and not make turnovers. But Colin Kaepernick went out there, and he set his expectations sky high, and he exceeded them. Pretty special performance in San Francisco. Both of us thought that Aaron Rodgers would be the quarterback that shines, but Colin Kaepernick, the sophomore quarterback, shined brighter than anyone on this whole divisional weekend. Well, I totally agree. It was uh, it was mesmerizing watching Colin Kaepernick. You know, he he, you know, it, it was almost like he's so new. And again, he's a, he's technically a second year quarterback, but essentially he's a rookie quarterback. Yes, really, he didn't play his first year. Yeah, he really did play. So he's essentially a rookie quarterback. You look at the guy, and he kind of he's kind of what you would have expected when. With some of the heralded rookies, like the Carolina quarterback, Cam Newton. Cam Newton okay, he's a guy who's who's a large, who's a tall guy, strong as could be. You look at his arms; you just you're not used to seeing a quarterback. He's almost like the new quarterback. He's almost like a, I hate this. You know, he's got he's got tattooed sleeves. He's got arms like Ray Lewis. He's like Rambo. It's like old Rambo quarterback. The guy looks like a newfangled guy. He's definitely new school. I definitely haven't seen a creature like Colin Kaepernick yes. out He just looks like, you know, if, if you were going to build a, a, a monster quarterback in a laboratory, you'd make him Colin Kaepernick. You'd basically make Physical him like... specimen. You'd make him like 6'5". You, 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 would, you would tack on arms that look like Ray Lewis. I don't know how the guy could even... <laughs> could, could play even, defense. I mean, he could jack up, uh, you know, guys on Green Bay. It's yeah. pretty amazing. I mean, this guy just looks like a beast. Runs a 4-3 for a 40-yard dash, and he just comes in there. And at Nevada, I watched, I watched some of his games, and it looked like he wasn't polished at all as a quarterback. And then suddenly, after two years of hardball, this guy is slinging. Uh, this guy is could make every single throw in the book. It's pretty amazing to see a rookie that already has all the tools and can make all the throws already. Because that was really the concern coming out of Nevada for Kaepernick was actually him throwing the football. Many saw him just as an option guy. That's wrong. Obviously. Yeah, when you when you look at Kaepernick, he really is that that new that newfangled quarterback running that option offense, very much like like RG three. You get a guy who's got great instincts, much like Kaepernick. 
he's just inherently he's hardwired to play quarterback in the NFL. He, he, he makes he makes very good decisions, and you know basically he knows what to run, he knows what to pass. He's extremely athletic, and when he sees a crease, he just takes off, and he's and he's he's really fast for a, for a man of his size. He's, he so just watching the game, it was it was really awesome how he just in the second half. San Francisco blew away and shredded the Green Bay Packers. He made the field look so short. He made it look like an arena, like an arena football game. Uh, no offense to the Green Bay defense, but on every single play when Kaepernick has the ball, you could just land a 40-yard play just like that. He can make big-time plays every time. He's not like a guy like Schaub or even Peyton Manning that has to go 12 feet, twelve plays up the field to score a touchdown. This guy can do it in one play. You saw the 50-yard dash that he had for the touchdown. The guy is so fast, such long strides, so hard to bring down. And even when they get hits on him, it doesn't even look like he's affected by the hits because he's so much taller than, than Robert Griffin is. And, again, he's a huge quarterback. Um, But, again, he was slinging the ball down the field. His O-line did a great job. To be honest, you have to look at Green Bay's defense. Christian Ponder, in that last regular season game, that was more of a red flag because he really was effective versus them, and and the Vikings dropped 40 on Green Bay. So... You looked at the defenses. I had more faith in the Niners' D than I did with Green Bay's D, but I didn't expect Kaepernick to come out there and shred them like he did. I didn't expect him to just go gun-ho on the Green Bay Packers. Rodgers put up 31. He he missed some key plays. Of course, we had the muffed punt. But overall, Green Bay's defense, that was our problem when analyzing Green Bay. We had a little bit too much faith in Green Bay just for one performance over Joe Webb, who hasn't played quarterback in a while. Green Bay's D sort of struggled towards the end of the year, especially in Minnesota. What were your what were your thoughts kind of on Green Bay's defense? Because I think that they they didn't really come to play as much as we thought. Well, I've I've got a lot more to say about Green Bay's defense, but what I have to say now is we're out of time for a second segment, and we're going to be back in three minutes. School to the pros, we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injury. 
injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike? Maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure. Whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker, be sure to tune in to Backpacking America's Trails with host Rob Maureen. We'll explore some of the most fascinating places on Earth. In addition, we'll talk about backpacking gear, including reviews, safety tips, and more. Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the third segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. We're right in the thick of Divisional Playoff Weekend. We are going to touch upon the injury to Rob Gronkowski. However, there's a lot more discussion, a lot more analysis about the games themselves. I wanted to, again, revise. Uh, we, we do what it th- Ray Lewis played no role in the production of this Bruce the Sports Talk episode. And we did want to thank him for his excellent commentary and interview in segment one. But throughout, we want to thank Ray Ellis, who is our sports director of Voice America Sports. So let's get right back to it. There was a question about Green Bay and San Francisco. I believe it dealt with the defense of Green Bay. It looks like Green Bay is an aging defense. It looks like they, they, they were wearing out. And it looks like they're going to have to retool over the offseason because they really ran out of gas in the second half. And it looked like particularly Michael Crabtree who's really having a rebirth. There was a lot of talk that he was a bust, that he was underperforming, and it seems like the Kaepernick-Crabtree connection. Nine receptions, 119 yards, and two TDs for Crabtree. This was certainly lightning for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, again, the last few years, they've relied on a great defense, but now we have an electric offense. Michael Crabtree, you look at Vernon Davis, who is – Certainly one of the leaders of the team. Only one big reception for 44 yards. But you look at it and you see Kaepernick Crabtree. Absolutely. Michael Crabtree, Texas Tech, set all the um, receiving records down in Lubbock with Graham Harrell in college. And you look at the Niners. They're now starting to become Jim Harbaugh's team. He drafted Colin Kaepernick. He had a plan for them. And Harbaugh is one of the most innovative guys in all of football when it comes to quarterbacks. He played quarterback in the NFL, and 
he actually at Stanford wanted Robert Griffin III and Andrew Luck to both come to Stanford to operate the first two QB offense ever created. So he is always thinking about the quarterback position. He's a quarterback guru that's played the position, and he's just such a cool guy. Um, So much swag on the sideline, but he really gets the best out of his younger players, and he's a great mentor for these guys, a very hip coach. And he's, what he's done with Kaepernick in this offense is really pretty extraordinary. Now let's find the team that they're going to be playing. And f- for most of this game, for three quarters, I, ex- I thought I knew which team was going to win this game. But as the fourth quarter began, we saw a young man that was just absolutely unbelievable today. Russell Wilson... I think this kid's got the heart of a lion. Down 20 points in the Georgia Dome. You're not supposed to come back and score three touchdowns and and take a one point lead. And 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 Russell Wilson was was flawless. One of the, I think it was the best performance um in a quarter that we've seen throughout this NFL season and that says a lot. Um, about Russell Wilson, he he was just scrambling out of the pocket. He was hitting Marshawn Lynch. Zach Miller had a huge day today, one fifty and a touchdown, eleven receptions. He was really a primary target. Wilson was really hot the whole whole game. They were moving the ball, but in the first half, the Falcons were eating up the time of possession. When the Seahawks were able to get stops, they really let the hot hand Wilson carry them. And um, just as an NFL fan. It was just pretty amazing to see the heart and resiliency of the Seattle Seahawks. And when you saw them take a one-point lead with 30 seconds left, you thought that they could have came in and executed the upset. But Matt Ryan, give him a lot of credit, stayed very poised. And we also have to talk a little bit about the Seahawks' defense in those final 30 seconds because that's obviously going to be talked about a lot. But right now, Bruce, I just want you to talk a little bit about Russell Wilson. I think that was probably the most exciting quarter that we've had all season. Russell Wilson was just out there firing on all cylinders. And for a rookie, I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. And it's pretty amazing that he could have just laid down. Everyone was already praising Russell Wilson. He's already accomplished, over overachieved in his rookie season, coming in behind Matt Flynn, winning the job, and then taking them past Washington in the playoffs. He already overachieved, but but for him to really have that motive to come back. Um, what what are your thoughts on the game and Russell Wilson? Well, first, uh, the fourth quarter was sensational. Spoken to a lot of people. Um, I actually don't know anybody who's even a casual fan who wasn't watching that game. That was that was in prime time, and it was can't miss TV. And Russell Wilson made the impossible happen. Three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And taking a step back again, I've listened to analysts. I've certainly listened to people I respect, like Ron Jaworski and John Gruden. And we wonder, what makes Russell Wilson so good? And they'll tell you that if there are 20 different attributes that a quarterback should have to make him excel in the NFL, Russell Wilson has 19 out of 20. The one thing he doesn't have is height. So for a guy who's 5'10", everything else he has. 
He's got great arm strength. The balls he were, you see the way the football comes out of his hand. It comes out, spins the ball. It's perfectly on target. You look at his instincts. Look at his ability to scramble. How many times was there a rusher, whether it's a blitzing lineman or linebacker, hit him from the blind side? He somehow scrambled out of it, or either to make a run or a great pass. As you recall, on that that final drive where they actually took the lead, the pass to Marshawn Lynch. He rolled out, just barely evaded the sack, and rolled to his left, and just purely athletically threw the ball perfectly to Marshawn Lynch, who then danced right down nearly to the goal line. And so, so as far as the attributes, total poise, confidence, even kill, great throwing ability, great running ability, and just a great feel for the pocket, great pocket presence. So I can't really say enough about Russell Wilson. And also, you got Pete Carroll, who's really a fun college-type coach. And, and you saw the kind of year the Seahawks had, and, and they were, you know, you, you can't help but, but you know, be magnetized by, by watching them, especially when they played Hope. But this gave to come back against all odds. And, you know, certainly um, – we try to be objective when we watch these uh, these games, except, of course, where the Eagles and Giants are playing. But in this game, you, you just couldn't help but root for the Seahawks to have a, another stunning upset. And, um, you know, the Falcons certainly deserve it. Matt Ryan is a very likable guy. We, we, we know him. Uh, he's very All-American. He, he's extremely, you know, he's a four straight-A guy. You, if you had a daughter, you wanted to marry a Matt Ryan. And that's how great this guy is. And he finally got off the schneid. Yeah, you pretty much summed it all up. Pocket presence, arm strength, decision-making. He went through all his progressions. This guy, what a leader he is. He really leads by example. It's it's pretty unbelievable his path to the NFL. He played three years at NC State and then transferred to Wisconsin to learn a pro-style offense. A very mature decision going away from his, from his uh, southern roots um, in Carolina. And he immediately took over the locker room. I mean, the guys in Wisconsin were used to um, underclassmen that were playing before that were playing with them for three years. He came in there, took over that locker room, and led that team to a Rose Bowl appearance. And then he comes into the NFL again. Matt Flynn's a guy getting ten million dollars. Got to give Pete Carroll a ton of credit in this regard. At least half of the coaches in the NFL would have started the guy who's getting the money, the supposed number one. He really allowed it to truly be. A lot of coaches say it's an open competition. Pete Carroll truly meant it an open competition. And Russell Wilson, he, again, does an unbelievable job like Kaepernick of ignoring the norm, so to say. Russell Wilson was supposed to be a fourth-round pick, maybe like a gadget-type quarterback. Him and Kaepernick both are overachieving. And they both just want to win a Super Bowl and win every game and just prepare like they're like they're going to do it. And they, they really walk the walk. So Russell Wilson, again, 5'10 guy, real underdog character. The, the, the Atlanta Falcons dominated the first half of this football game, running and passing. Um, and then I look at 30 seconds left, Matt Ryan. Got to give him credit for throwing the ball accurately in that situation. A lot's going through your head. You don't want to choke, but he, he didn't really snap at all. He stayed very patient throughout, and uh, the, the O-line did a wonderful job. Seattle's defense, very questionable. They never really hit Matt Ryan all game. 
They didn't get the pressure on him that they needed to. And Atlanta was pretty much able to do whatever they wanted on the offensive side of the ball throughout the whole game. And when you don't hit a guy like Matt Ryan, who, who again, has all the tools and who is an all-pro quarterback, and with those wide receivers, I think Atlanta's going to have an effective day versus almost anybody. So... In, in those final 30 seconds, again, I, I believe that the the, the Seahawks, they, they should have held them. But, again, they couldn't get pressure on Matt Ryan. What do you think, like, the Seahawks could have done? It's a tough question because we're not defensive coordinators. But what would you have maybe tried? Or what were your analysis of the last 30 seconds of the game, those two passes, one the Douglas and one the Gonzalez, um, from Matt Ryan? Well, again, I think uh... – I think Gonzalez is really defying father time. He's uh, certainly a first ballot Hall of Famer. Just made some amazing catches. And uh, so I, th- I think Ryan was sharp. He, he, was, he, was, he was poised. But um, as, we, as we close this segment, I, I just want to, uh, the unsung hero, as not a lot of time is, 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 is spent talking about kickers mm-hmm. in the league, but certainly when the kickers, you know, their job is on the line every time they set up to kick a ball. And, it, it, again, they, they usually they have their own fraternity. But Matt Bryant kicked his seventh game-winning field goal and essentially, you know, won the game for the Falcons. Certainly not an easy kick. Uh, he was iced, you know, by, by Pete Carroll. And he kicked that, – that ball was true – it was good all the way, and so I, and as much as we want to give credit to, uh, to Matt Ryan, Douglas, and Gonzalez, we have to give credit to, to Matt Bryant as, as, as certainly one of the stars of the game because without that kick, uh, certainly the Falcons wouldn't be hosting the NFC Championship. So again, this segment has flowed by. We really appreciate the listeners. I hope you're enjoying just, just a ton of NFL stuff. And as we prepare for the championship weekend, there's a lot to talk about. So please, don't change the dial. Don't change your browser or anything like that. We'll be back in three minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine. Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Ready for in-your-face sports? 
Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Bruce at BruceTheSportsDoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the final edition of Bruce the Sports Doc here on VoiceAmerica.com. As we wind down our show, we want to launch into predictions for next week. We're going to start off with Spencer the Wizard. I want to hear you tackle AFC and NFC Championship. Who's going to win and why? And give us a final score prediction. 34-29 49ers over Atlanta Falcons. I believe that Colin Kaepernick has proved that he's a physical specimen. The The man can dance with... He can dance with almost anybody. And uh, right now, I, he's the hottest player right now in these playoffs. The 49ers are, are a very confident team, and Atlanta's kind of fortunate to, to escape by the skin of their teeth versus an NFC West foe. I believe that it's that it's San Francisco's time. They just have too many weapons on offense. I believe Atlanta will go toe-to-toe with them, but in the end, Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers will go to the Super Bowl once again. In the AFC, I'm riding with my team, the team of destiny, and I got this one last week when many people called me crazy. I believe it's 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 the Ravens' time. The Baltimore Ravens, I believe, will be the Super Bowl champions. But before they're going to do that, they're going to come back to the place that has haunted them for a year now. Foxborough, New England, Gillette Stadium. The place where Lee Evans had... That football right in his hands before Devin McCourty dislodged it from his hands. The place where Joe Flacco's dreams could have all came true. The title of a quarterback who hasn't gotten it done yet. Those Ravens could have gone to the promised land and could have gone to the big game. But instead, Lee Evans dropped that pass. Billy Cundiff kicked the worst kick of his of his life. And the Ravens suffered a heartbreaker last year at the at the hands of the New England Patriots. This year, I think that all changes. 
The team of destiny is going to come back to that place that has haunted them. They're going to step into Gillette Stadium. Ray Lewis will lead his army in there. And I believe that they will be victorious. And that we will have a hardball Super Bowl in New Orleans. And that Ed Reed, one of the greatest safeties and defensive players of all time, Ray Lewis will go out on a winning note a la Michael Strahan. And the Ravens will defeat the, will defeat the San Francisco 49ers in New Orleans. The score of that game will be 31-20. But that's all just for projections. I like the Baltimore Ravens to win this tournament. And for Ray Lewis, Joe Flacco, Ray Rice, and Ed Reed to do the impossible. And to win the Harbaugh Bowl, also known as Super Bowl 47. Thank you again. Have a great week. And um, thank you very much for having me on the show, Bruce. It's always fun. Um, Peace out. Thank you again. Thanks, Spence, for your uh, predictions. And um, I'm going to to play a little devil's advocate with respect to the second game. I'm going to predict that the Patriots roll over the Ravens. Uh, I think the first half will be close, but I think it will be. It'll be cold. The weather will be inclement in Foxborough, and I'm predicting that the it's also actually quite cold in our studio here so I think there uh, somebody here is, uh, has opened a window but we will try to uh, get through this last segment but final score Patriots 28 Ravens 17 however I agree with Spencer that it's the, San, it's the San Francisco 49ers' year to win and go to the NFC Championship. I believe that on the fast track indoors at the Georgia Dome, it will be a shootout. It'll be an exciting and entertaining game. Both teams will show up. And I'm predicting that the 49ers win. Kaepernick riding the hot hand, 38. The Falcons, 30. And... That's the way I believe it's going to be. I also want to talk about the injuries that occurred this weekend. The most devastating was the best tight end of the league, Rob Gronkowski, the the gregarious one, the human soundbite. Very, very bad chain of events. As you recall, Gronkowski suffered a fractured forearm, and he recovered from the fracture He missed most of the season. He was wearing a large brace. But in this game, he he basically sold out as he tends to do. In order to catch a pass, he he basically dove and he landed with his full weight. Six foot seven, 250 pounds on the same arm. And you saw the look on his face. He was holding his arm. He left the stadium wearing a sling. And he suffered devastating refracture of the same arm, a broken arm. And at the time that we're going to press, the word is that he's going to require another surgery, probably with a plate and screws in his arm, and that Gronkowski, who worked so hard at rehabbed to get back to this crucial time of the season, is now out for the remainder of the playoffs. Well, let's flash to another injury update. Robert Griffith III underwent surgery on two ligaments on Wednesday 
This was his right knee. He had the lateral collateral ligament repaired and the ACL reconstructed for a second time. The surgeon was none other than Dr. James Andrews. We expect a full recovery, and it is everybody's hope and belief that due to Robert's motivation, he will be ready for the 2013 season in the statement released by the Redskins. The goal of his treatment is to give him the best opportunity for a long professional career. So there it is. RG3 is now on the mend, and he has a lot of rehabilitation ahead of him, and hopefully he can replicate what Adrian Peterson did. That is, come back from major knee surgery, and this year Peterson set an incredible standard and nearly tied an NFL single game, I mean, excuse me, single season rushing record. Flashing back to the New England Patriots, we go to diminutive running back Danny Woodhead, all of 5'8", 200 pounds. He left the field with a left thumb injury. He was unable to return to the game versus the Texans. In scouring the news, I'm unable to give you an update whether this was a fracture, a dislocation, or what specific type injury this was. But in somebody who plays a dual role as a running back and a wide receiver, Danny was unable to return. As soon as we receive word of the injury and the treatment, we'll give you updates along the lines here at Voice America Sports at Bruce the Sports Doc. So it's time to wrap up this edition of Bruce the Sports Doc. I want to again thank my co-host, Spencer the Wizard Grossinger, for his analysis. I want to thank Ray Ellis, former uh, strong safety and an outstanding person and sports director of Voice America. I want to thank all of you listeners. Many of you are patients and friends of mine and others across the nation listen to the show. And what you can expect every week is uh, you're going to be listening to some sports medicine, not like castor oil, just the right amount, as well as some updates and analysis of what's going on in the field of sports. So as we wrap this up, we look ahead to championship weekend in the NFL. It's really dominating our airwaves. And we want to wish you all a great week. Thanks for listening. And tune in next week to Bruce the Sports Doc. Thanks for joining the discussion this week on Bruce the Sports Doc. Tune in next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with Dr. Bruce Grossinger on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you then. We'll see you then.